Does it ask the velocity of a fully laden swallow? Uh, that's the bonus round. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, howdy ho, neighbors. Welcome to episode 133 of the Roundtable of the RC Kind. Joining me today, but not yesterday, and not tomorrow, is Terry Dunn. Hey there. So what are you predicting? What do you mean, not tomorrow? Well, you're not what, joining me tomorrow. What kind of secrets are you holding? <laughs> secrets to the universe. Something wonderful. Hmm. Actually, I am holding a secret, but you'll find out tomorrow. You always have a pocket full <laughs> of secrets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, you'll see tomorrow. And you have basement stories. <laughs> but I share those. Like What happens in the basement stays in the basement. And that basement narrator is Lee Ray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> basement narrator. That's not a job I have aspired to become, but okay, I'll I'll take it for today. It's, it's the job you have. It's not the one you wanted, but it's the job you have. <laughs> I'll be the best basement narrator ever. Damn straight. <laughs> and of course, I'm Fitz Walker. And thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, we hopefully have a fun-filled show today. Oh, I, I just found out some great news today. Well, let's get started. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're off. Uh, I just found out they are going to remaster the original Star Trek movies in 4K. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> and not only that, they're going to remaster the Motion Picture Director's Edition in 4K. Aren't you excited? Vigers in 4K? Yes. Viger. <laughs> okay. Yes, Kirk unit. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, Terry, but when he was talking about, like, when he started saying they're going to re, I thought he was going to say, like, remanufacture, and then he was going to say, like, all the Cox airplane kicks. That's <laughs> you know? exactly where my mind was, too. I thought he was going to talk about airplane kits, but no, we got we got fooled with Star Trek. No, this is more important than I was waiting kits. for Kyosho was re-releasing the T-33. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. But no. Oh, well. Yay well, I'm for ha- you, Star I'm Trek. happy for you, Fitz. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, man, I can't wait. Because they're only in, like, uh, especially the director's edition is only in a DVD. It's not even in Blu-ray. So oh, this is a no. major, major upgrade. Say it's not so. Oh, yeah, baby. Hey, Terry, watch watch this segue. You ready? Okay, so first off, Fitz, do you have a 4K TV? Yes. Okay, so does it work with your, this is the segue, with your new Sony 4K camera? I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> I imagine it would. Because, see, there's a, there's a story we can share on the show. If we're going to talk 4K, we can announce that all three of us are like, Sony sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by Sony. We can do Whoa. an impromptu uh, 3V. Yeah, we, so I was the last one to join the party. I'm not one of the cool kids. I'm slow to the, to the, to the stand here. But uh, I, I just acquired the new Sony, what is it? Uh, a, uh, new. Uh, yeah. uh, it's 53. What is it? A- AXX? A- a- the AX53. AX53, yes. Alpha X-Ray 53 H, uh, 4K camcorder. Uh, like the first camcorder I had in a long time. I have a Sony 
supposedly HD camcorder, that's, but that's at least 10, 12 years old or something like that. <laughs> interlaced. Yeah, it's interlaced, and it's it's not nearly as nice. Um, but this thing, wow, this is, uh, this is, it's interesting how it has the gimbal stabilized lens. So the lens is basically on its, uh, on an XY gimbal gyro kind of thing. It moves, it mechanically moves. You can even it's, see it when you're moving around and kind of stuff. Yeah, it's disconcerting when it's turned off because it kind of flops around. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about damaging my it. camera. <laughs> you know, clunk, clunk. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I should tell a story because I, I bought, the first one had an issue. Uh, uh, so did I bought, you buy it new or like open box or something? It, it was an open box. I bought it off of eBay, open box, and it was okay. at a significant discount. So I said, well, I'll take a chance with it. The, the seller had a good rating and return policy. Mm-hmm. And and I get it, and it turns on just fine. I start recording, and it just records just fine. I said, well, okay, this is pretty neat. And then I uh, select one of the other. It wasn't in the HD mode. It was like in the normal 1080 mode, I guess. Um, right. and then Although, I before we go much further, we should clarify. We're actually talking about airplanes because we all bought our video cameras to record RC-related content. <laughs> so we're not there yet, but this will focus on how this applies to yeah, this filming is the, tiny the, airplanes. The genesis of it. So yeah. my normal, I have two people that are really nice and generous to help me videotape. One is Lee Ray with his fancy Sony camcorder. You mean the basement announcer? Yeah, the basement <laughs> announcer. <laughs> And the other one the is Jeff. Basement announcer. Yeah, the. <laughs> uh, and the other guy's Jeff. Um, he's uh, he's also does video. He's local to me, and he had a really nice camera, and it broke. Something's wrong with it. It won't maintain focus in the air. And it's a and it's, this is one of those you look professional or prosumer cameras, and mm-hmm. he hasn't been able to find anybody to repair it. And his backup camera is really not much. It's okay, but it's not really much better than what I already have. You can tell in the, in the video quality and, and prismatic aberrations and all kinds of weird stuff, fancy stuff that I can talk about. So I said, well, maybe I'll get my own camera finally that's that's modern and high definition and, 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 and purdy and that kind of stuff for my videos of airplane stuff. And so I know that both Lee and Terry uh, had these Sonys, and I've seen what Lee's recorded for me. It came out really, really nice. So that was high on my list. Yeah, and Lee started I, it, and after he had good experience with it, he talked me into getting that one when I was in the market. Oh, so Lee had it first. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what do I get? So back to picking one off of eBay. Um, it has basically three modes, if I remember correctly. It's got a 4K and I guess a 2K or semi-4K, a low, lower bit rate, and like a regular 1080. And I think that the video format of the 1080 mode is like uh, a different i think it's actually mp4 versus whatever the other one was not avi but whatever it is anyways so when i changed to the higher res mode it started acting funny uh the middle mode recorded okay but the camera wouldn't play back and when i hit the playback button it would just sort of kind of freeze and 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 just exit out of that mode i said well that's odd when i plug it into the computer i could play the file but i I couldn't play it on the camera. And then when I selected the highest resolution mode, the full 4K at a high bit rate, I pressed record, and the whole camera would just reboot. Just completely reboot itself. And I was like, this can't be right. (laughs) So I did a poking around, and I double-checked that they had the latest firmware, and I 
poked around online, found out there was this was a problem that a couple other people have had. It's not a huge thing, but some people have had this issue. And I said, well, this is not going to fly, and I just got it. So I contacted the vendor and I said, hey, I, this is what it's doing. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's not working. I tried a faster video card because Lee had mentioned that, and I had, had one already that was a really fast, super fast video card, uh, memory card, mm-hmm. and that wasn't the issue. Uh, so... Uh, fortunately, the vendor, true to their rating, said, okay, we'll send it back. I'll give you a credit, your refund, and that kind of stuff. So I, uh-huh. I got it. And so I ended up just buying a brand new one off of Amazon. Yeah. Uh, well, I had a similar story. When I bought mine, um, I shopped around for it, and I noticed also on Amazon that they had a few places that were selling used ones. And I found one that was, I forget what the rating was, like, like new were very good or something like that. And it was considerably less and less than the other ones with the same rating. And so I'm like, you know what, for saving that kind of money, I'll take a chance. And so I bought that one. Oh, it also came with like a bunch of spare batteries and lens filters. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is is what I need. And, but then when it got here, the um, tripod mount on the bottom, the plastic around that was cracked. Like, uh, like, that could mean that it took a spill on the tripod. Mm, yeah. So, and I tried it and, and I was never confident in it. So after a couple of days, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to suck it up and pay full price for a new one. So I sent that one back. And like you, they didn't give me any trouble. I got a, a refund quickly and all that. But yeah. So my experience was similar to yours. And I have no regrets paying the extra money for the new one. Yeah. I guess the moral story when you buy a sensitive camera like that, just bite the bullet and bite new or if you're doing it online you, you don't know what you have until it shows up so yeah that's true maybe this, if you go into a brick and mortar store it'd be different and, and to be fair this is really the first time i've had an issue with anything i bought used anything on online so it's not really a common occurrence so uh so, right, well, well, welcome no, to the club buddy yeah yeah are you planning to record in 4k because i almost never do i'm usually in 1080 yeah, I was going to use the middle mode for now. Yeah, because it makes a huge file. So st- yeah, ginormous. The ginormous files. And the problem is uh, I've started to run low on space on my uh, network storage drive. Hmm. Uh, so I'm going to have to sometime relatively soon, going to have to find a way to offload a bunch of files. Maybe I'll get a portable hard drive or something and just dump, dump all the old stuff. Right. Uh, and not only are the files big, but when I go to edit them, my... Uh, Editing program chokes a little bit on 4K. Uh, now, you probably have a hot rod machine that doesn't care. Yeah, I have a hot rod machine that I built very recently, so that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Okay, but something to consider for other people who are you want to jump into 4K video or even more 360 video. Just be prepared for big, big mm-hmm. files and lots of processing demands. Yeah. But, so, I look forward to the next videos, which will have, will be in HD Monster Vision, <laughs> 3D. <laughs> right, I do have a question for you, though. Yeah. Do you use something over the screen for filming in daylight? Over the screen, or over the LCD. Yeah, yes. So, uh, Lee and I, I both have these viewfinder things that we bought a long time ago that work really well for that. Yeah, I was talking to Lee about that, uh, and apparently those viewfinders are not made anymore. Right. So I did get a cover. I just came in the other day. It's not a viewfinder, but it is sort of a, a shield that goes over the LCD. Okay. So And I also got a little rubber thing that goes over the slide-out viewfinder, the little one. Uh-huh. 
case you want to use that. So I got a couple of, we'll see how that works. I really haven't had a chance to go out in the broad daylight and try it due yeah. to all the rain here for the most part. Yeah. Uh, so this one does have an eyepiece. So I guess that would work if you're used yeah. to that. Um, but yeah, anybody who's ever tried to record outdoors using the screen, if the sun's out, forget it. It's impossible. Uh, okay. Well, at least I have a little bit of a shield now. So yeah, hopefully that'll, that'll help. Yeah. We shall see. All right. One of us. One of us. <laughs> Sony, you listening? Have well, you guys also, thought about getting uh, any UV filters or anything like that for it? Or I are, not me. Filter screw on it. I was happy when that the first pol- one included them, but yeah. uh, I haven't missed them since yeah. then. Or polarizers. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, what? oh, I guess um, let's talk about anything new this week. Uh, Terry, you sent something from Old School Model Works. They have a bat wing, looks like. Yeah, they got a new plank model. So when I saw oh. this, you know what I thought of? Yeah, your crazy wing. Exactly, yes. Yeah. I mean, but it's a plank, and there's only so much variation you can have on a plank. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, now, I, gosh, it's been a little while since I read the description, but is this a totally new design, or is it based on a, a old school, no pun intended, a, an older model? Like a lot it of those says stuff. it's based off a 1970s World mo- World Engines kit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so, it's not a new concept, so. Yeah, it's a reboot. Yeah. But uh, have you watched the video? I have not. Zoom, zoom. The sucker yeah. hauls. And, yeah, yeah, it's like your crazy wing. It changes direction fast, and it moves fast. So it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it's interesting, though. Unlike the crazy wing, this one you can mount the glow engine to if you want to. Yep. Oh, it's an 09 to a 15. Ooh, you have my interest. <laughs> Do you have one of those laying around looking oh, for a home? Got, I got a bunch of them, yeah. Okay, and lots of free time. No. And space on your workbench. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. I thought it was bigger. Oh, that's cool. 37-inch wingspan, 360 square inches. Pops in between 22 and 28 ounces. Oh, uh, that is neat. That could be fun as a little glow thing. Yeah. Just so you know, the crazy wing was set is thirty five inches, so this is just a little bit bigger. Oh, okay, yeah. it's even a little that. bit bigger. A little bit bigger, that'd be kind of cool. Because I have a crazy wing, I still have the crazy wing, so a glow version ish would be kind of nice to for something a little different. It'd yeah. be louder. It'd be louder. <laughs> <laughs> what I have, I have a, I got 09s and fifteen. I just got it Enya fifteen. I got a some more. Yeah, cool. All right, well, these are, um, we've talked about these guys before. They make some really nice laser cut kits. You mean this guy? This guy. (laughs) Is he still a one-man operation? Uh, Well, I think his family helps out, but Mm. yeah, Mark is the the janitor and the CEO. So, yeah, I have the Javelin, which is a fantastic flying plane. I flew that uh, a couple, two or three weekends ago at the Highway Hoedown. Terry, you have one or two of his models? I have the Sky Ranger, and my buddy Mark has the Mambo. Okay. can't remember. Lee, do you have one in a box or something? I think. That is correct. I have a Mambo in the box. All right. So we're all part of the old school Model Works family. In, in yeah, the... got the tattoo and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a laser-cut balsa plywood kit, traditional yep. construction. And there can't be much to it. It has to go together quickly because... 
it's, it's, it's just a wing. wing. <laughs> yeah, it's just a wing. For those and of it's you not who, that many ribs either. <laughs> yes, for those of you who hate building fuselages, this is your plane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you look at it, it's just two ri- It's two ribs on each side because otherwise you have like a, a root <laughs> rib and, and a wingtip rib. So those yeah. are <laughs> two ribs, an end cap, and a root. Yeah. A couple so, little fins, no working rudders. Uh, the control surface looks are smaller than grazing wing. Okay. Um, but you, you don't usually need a whole lot on a flying wing. Yeah, the video and, would suggest that they're adequate. Well, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't use the uh, the marketing line under the word bat on the website. It says, turn, twist, evade, attack. attack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, if you're going to build that, you've got to put those words on there somewhere. <laughs> get Cali like graphics. Old, get Cali like graphics Batman to Batman uh, show. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Little, little dialogue bubble. <laughs> Pow, zam. Kaput. Uh, there we go. So, yeah, Fitz sounds intrigued. I am intrigued. So, yeah, I thought it was a neat looking airplane. Wow, and I didn't mean to imply that it's only glow. Of course, it's electric as well. Oh sure. Uh, okay, all right. Well, we'll put a link up on our uh, various forms of web pages and social media and stuff and things, and you can take a look for yourself. Yeah, I think it's already available. And so, if anybody out there is working on one, let us know. We want to see it. Oh yeah, there's add the cart add the cart button right there. Sixty five dollar. Yeah, you know what? That's pretty good for kits these days, especially for a, a mom and pop shop. Yeah. So yeah, these, these guys are pretty active, spitting out all kinds of stuff. Yep. Indeed. Oh, okay. What else? You want to talk about the T two? Well, I don't know much about it yet. Um. So somebody sent us a message on Instagram, and it was embarrassingly a long time ago, but somehow I didn't notice it until just a couple of days ago. And they said, hey, you guys really ought to check this out. It's uh, a 3D printed T2 Buckeye, which is a Navy jet trainer. And that thing's been around for a while, right? When did they start using those? Like uh, the 60s, maybe? World War II? I don't know. Yeah, well, it not, has that. Not. It has that old look. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely fifties era. Only a mother could love look of, of jet. <laughs> yeah, it's like a guppy with wings, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, this is a three D printed T two Buckeye, and I think it's a ninety millimeter fan, or would it be double fan? Is it that big? Uh, see, that's how little no, I, I know at this point. But uh, they sent a link and said, "Look at this." And I've watched the video so far where they have an onboard camera that looks really good, and just the pictures of the thing static the scale profile on it is excellent and you would not guess that it's 3d printed so i'm interested to dig into it and find out more about it and uh what go ahead oh i was gonna say there is a link to an rc group's build threat and there's i looked i poked around real quick and on one of the last pages there is a video from the jet jam like last month or something okay. yeah and flying. it won an award at the jet jam like uh, most innovative or something like that uh it did it oh i didn't know that but you're right. It looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And it's really one of those airplanes good. that doesn't get modeled very often. So that always piques my interest. Yeah. And I was thinking somebody on uh, on my live show had asked me about 3D planes. And he thought, you know, there was a little bit of controversy. You know, what are they good for? And one yeah. of the things I was thinking was stuff like this, modeling really weird and rare aircraft that you really never see. Yeah. And that's not financially viable for a big company to make. I mean, who's going to, this is a neat plane, but honestly, how many people would buy one of these if they had a, you know, a foamy of it or something? 
Right. Well, I think the 3D files are out there. Yeah, 3D files are out there. You can, yeah. well, I guess we'll put up a link. You can download them. Oh, they're free. Oh, I thought you had to pay for it. Okay. Well, fantastic. Um, and they have a video of it flying, and it flies okay. Um, it's obviously not going to win any speed races or records with it, uh, but it seems like a good, honest flyer. And in the subsequent messages, it, there's a guy, he's talking about how he was doing thrust measurements, and he's and he thinks he's uh, he can find a way to improve the thrust on a little bit. Uh, but by no means was it underpowered. In fact, when he showed him landing, the thing just glided forever. Uh, so, Do we know um, any names yet? Names? Yeah, like who designed this thing? Uh, let's see. There's a guy called Dirty D, but I don't think that's his real name. <laughs> uh, yeah, so all, all I have are usernames. So Grack43 sent us the message on Instagram. <laughs> So I'm I'm sorry I don't know your name, but you're it's Kill Buzz Forty Nine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see if they have his name. Oh yeah, I don't know. His, no, he just has a, a pseudonym. Um, I also was looking to see if there was a size. He said it was ninety mil. You think? Probably Russian bots. Russian bots. <laughs> uh, he's talking about three kilograms. Uh, so six, seven pounds. It's got to be ninety mil at that weight. Um, yeah, interesting. But yeah, anything more we say is pure conjecture, just because we've yeah. only had this in our hands for uh, less than a day. So we'll put out the link. Go check it out, and we're going to try to dig and get some more information on it. It's really cool. Yeah, there's a quite long thread on RC groups on it. So okay, I haven't looked at that yet. I need to go dig into that yeah. and see. It's interesting. They're talking about the actual NACA airfoil he's using, and he's got some uh, computer graphics and things, CAD huh. drawings. It's so whoever designed it, it wasn't just you know stick your thumb in the air and, and lick your finger. He was taking a real technical look at designing this thing. Yeah, one uh, thing that I did notice that I thought was interesting is it's printed with ABS, and it sounds like they designed really? it to have a specific wall thickness so they could reduce the internal formers, and. Uh, the parts are bonded with acetone, and they said it's wow. lighter than PLA. Interesting, yeah, because ABS is, can be tricky to print, especially a thin wall like that. That's definitely groundbreaking. So, anyway, yeah, we'll we're talking out of our fannies right now, but we'll find out more about this and share it. <laughs> yeah, it's an airplane. It's three D printed. It flies. Yeah. Anything else? I'll trust what we say. And I think the timing is interesting because I was uh, for months. I've been kind of mulling around. Um, ideas for an EDF project and I've mm. got a few but I keep coming back to these different designs from the 50s and late 40s that have jets in the wing roots and there's a lot of interesting stuff that almost never gets modeled yeah but I'm like uh, how do you pull that together with ducting and do you use one fan or do you put one on each side and all those um, early jets were such a small diameter that you know, how do you do that with an EDF without it yeah, being crazy? That's tricky. And I think they were talking about putting some cheater holes in it or something. Yeah. So, so anyway, so this might be good inspiration because it does have that yeah. same sort of layout. Um, so yeah, I'll take some inspiration for that and see if I actually solidify on a project for myself. So you can learn how to draw? <laughs> well, uh, no, probably not. Uh, when I do stuff, I tend to just start with a hunk of foam and <laughs> start carving. Mine are almost always one-offs. Hmm. So, anyway, we'll see. It's probably just vaporware in my head for now. 
it's fun to dream up projects that you know you'll never build. Yeah, I do that. I like to dream up sci-fi projects I'd like to build and fly. But the weird part is I sometimes buy parts to, you know, help inspire me to build these things and it doesn't always work out, so I end up with parts for stuff. But that's okay. When I'm retired, I'll I'll build all these airplanes. I've been floating around in my head. <laughs> okay. Lee, you yes. still with us, buddy? Well, you guys are on a roll. I'll, I'll let you banter. What's your fantasy a, project? What's your fantasy EDF? My fantasy EDF? Yeah. Um, probably the F-16 that I have up on my shelf that I haven't finished. No, that's not a fantasy. <laughs> that's for real. No, that's it's a fantasy. It's still been sitting there for a while. <laughs> Which one is that? Is that a phase three? That's the phase three. I bought all the extra parts. You know, the the uh, I forget the company who, who built these three, you know, third-party plastic molds and stuff for it uh, okay so i've been i've always i keep eyeing it it just sits right there and stares at me and says what are you gonna build me there's a and mocks you but on this topic of edfs uh, i still like my dynam uh vampire i that's a lot of fun hmm. that flies real well and my I, oh is that the one you had to brace the pods the booms yeah, now it flies better. Remember that okay. whole story? <laughs> it's coming back to me now. Fitz was there. <laughs> yeah. I, well, because I think I told Fitz when I was like walking out to the flight line at best, I was like, this thing just has this weird, you know, habit of like, you know, nosing down and it's very, you know, pitchy and it pitched right into the ground. <laughs> and I, I went back and put skewers in it and holy crap, that thing felt flew so much better. <laughs> it just needed to stiffen up the booms and, and then you go in RC groups and of course everybody else is doing it. Like, you know, they already learned the lesson. How come I didn't? Right. You know, <laughs> check the rc group thread you're excited uh, to share your new discovery like, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah that flies good yeah so All right. but i i will follow up on this aircraft it's a lot of parts i mean i was looking at the tail and just the rudder and fin alone are like what 13 pieces <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it's if you look at it he's got a whole mess of pieces that go for the tail that's not including the elevator so that's probably because <laughs> of the size well, and I think there's some pieces that are optional too. So you can, you know, put if you want to put the lights on, you can reprint a different piece or something like that. So uh, you don't need no stinking lights. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a that's a project. So, and I'll say once I got my three three seven built and and flew it, and you know, I'm very happy with the one I've got. I've kind of not gone back to printing three D. Now Austin did, you know, he printed an Eclipsen. A, I guess that was the one. And he had a good time flying that, but he did dork it. <laughs> Poor guy. He It sounded wrong. I think he, I, if he had just stopped and listened to his dad, but he was walking out and he, re, he throttled it up and you could just tell there was some bad vibration. And he's like, oh, I'll fly it anyway. And he chunked it and that motor just vibrated itself off the mouse and just shattered <laughs> the, the plastic and then, you know, dorked into the ground. So he's got to print himself another one but that being said currently on his workbench i know we're jumping to the end but austin's finally building that rv8 i got him for christmas oh right i forgot about that he is very close to being done in fact he has been on a path a hot path (laughs) this week just you know i gotta go get this part i'll go get this part hey dad what about this part and you know going back and forth between the house and the workshop and that rv8 looks pretty good right now so i think Mm -hmm. he'll be flying in a couple of days it's 9 p.m. Do you know where your epoxy is? <laughs> no. <laughs> or your screwdriver or your drill oh. or any of your exactos? We'll have another discussion on how, how to live with kids that take all your tools. 
<laughs> but anyway, okay. Well, yeah. that was that was that plane. It is a again a a plane only a mother could love. <laughs> Which one? The Buckeye. The, wait. Oh, you don't think it's a cute little thing? <laughs> Someone should make it look like a blue angel just for fun. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't. <laughs> okay, I think it's charming. Okay. Mm. Then, then you print one. Let me let me know when you're done. <laughs> okay. Okay. It looks like it is a 90 millimeter fan, by the way. Single. Single. Yes. It's a single. Okay. So duct. it's bifurcated. I guess the intake and the output. Or what's the real yeah. T2? Is it a single engine? I think it's or a twin? twin, isn't it? I can't picture it now. I don't know. Oh, it is a twin. Okay. Somebody will tell us. Yeah. All right. You know, if that thing went on a diet, you know, and lost about 50 pounds down the center line of the fuselage, it'd be a pretty good looking jet. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) It's carrying a big load underneath the bottom there if you take a look at it. So Jenny Craig. If you could just, just, yeah, Jenny Craig that thing a little bit, (laughs) tighten up that fuselage, it'd be kind of nice looking. What do you say? It's got such a pretty face. (laughs) That's a good personality. (laughs) (laughs) It drops bombs well. Uh, let's see. Well, one last bit of news. Uh, we meant to talk about it earlier, but the trust exam is out. Lee, do you want to fill us in? Who, what, okay, when, where, and how? Everybody's everybody's groaning right now. <laughs> don't don't mm. don't change that dial. <laughs> Just bear with us. But <laughs> you're <laughs> trapped. Being that I work at the AMA and I'm very familiar with this, I just want everybody to know, and I know. Well, wait a minute. I think I should ask this question because I think the last time we talked, Fitz had not taken the trust exam yet. Fitz, have you finished it yet? (laughs) So this message is for you, Fitz. I'm talking to Fitz Walker. Nobody else. This is my message to my buddy Fitz Walker. It's called trust, but it stands for the Recreational UAS Safety Test. Um, We try to call it an exam. It's really not even a test. It's a knowledge uh, confirmation, <laughs> if you will. Wait, the I don't T is know the? the yeah, rec- I don't oh. even. Don't even. So, we, didn't, yeah. we did not create this. I say we being that logical people. Yeah, so, this they, reminds they, me of my NASA days where all the acronyms <laughs> start out as the word first and then you put all the, the, the subwords in to fill in. So if you wanted to do... <laughs> It'll Ewok. never be started. You There's want one. your acronym to be Ewok. You just start out with Ewok, then you find some random BS words that'll fit that. I, I got two for you. One is there's there's an acronym we were using at work. It's called T Rex. Yeah. There's no. It's a popular one. T R E X, right? Yeah. And the R is little. Everything else is capitalized. And there's nothing in the description that has the R in it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, why is there an R in here? Somebody just wanted T-Rex. And even though an R is nothing. And the next best thing is embedded acronyms. Oh, yeah. I got to love those, right? Yeah. So Anyway, back to you, Lee. <laughs> well, speaking of acronyms, here's, here's, here's to, make, to entertain everybody. I was watching an episode of uh, Last Man Standing last week. It was an old episode where uh, one of the characters brought her boyfriend. And he was he's this animal activist. And he's part of this college group called People helping animal rights today part <laughs> and he goes it's part the h is silent and he goes it's silent but deadly 
<laughs> so I just love that acronym. Fart. No, it's fart. Anyway, back to trust. <laughs> so, yes, the acronym is weird. And yes, a lot of people don't like it. But it is a government re- law regulation now. And the exam was created with the help of the AMA so that it was a non-fail exam. It really is a knowledge check. It's just, it's a public service announcement. It's, as we've indicated on our website in several posts, this is a very simple exam that any RC enthusiast should be able to take and pass without any trouble whatsoever. In fact, you're basically guided by hand through the entire, you know, uh, what is it, 23 questions, multiple choice questions. And yes, I think a lot of people said, you know, I took it. It took me 10 minutes. I'm done. I can move on. Yes. Some people just are angry that the government's telling what to do. And I agree. I don't think this is necessary. I think if you're flying by the safety rules of a CBO like the AMA, you're probably a good pilot. The ones we're worried about are those people who buy something, you know, that they shouldn't be flying and then go out in, in public and attempt to fly it. So... But I digress. Just let you know, the trust is out there. You do have to take the test. The AMA is one of the exam providers. You can go to modelaircraft.org trust and go to our website and take it. And just for fun, and I'm, I'm encouraging Terry to do this, uh, every time I take it, I try to beat my time. So I think the first time I took it, it was like 12 minutes. I took it again and it was 10. And uh, recently, because some people have had questions for us and I'm working with people online, I think I'm down to five minutes. <laughs> so, you know, go. I, I, can, I can get through it pretty quickly. It's It really isn't hard. And hopefully, uh, this is my offer, well, not offer, my demand <laughs> to you, Fitz, is next time we talk, I want to hear that you've, took, you've taken it. it. It really is just a simple, for example... You know, how do you get permission to fly, you know, in controlled airspace? Do you call your mom? Do you ask your neighbor? Or do you use Lance? <laughs> or the so, drone zone? <laughs> so so once, you, not, well, once you take this and you get you get a, a certificate or something. Mm-hmm. They insert a chip. They insert a chip in you. <laughs> please, please lean your head onto the screen. No, so, uh, you you get a PDF document that you can save and you can print. I encourage you to print multiple copies and possibly if you can print it a little smaller, something that you can stick into the battery pack for your transmitter. But something, or if you carry your FAA registration license or your Part 107 like I do in, my, in your wallet and your AMA membership card, you can, you know, include it there. So it's, it's... I see, I'm trying to talk to people who are frustrated about it. It's not a big deal. It's frustrating, but it's not a big deal. It really is very simple to take. And this is just my announcement to everybody out there. Please go out and take it. You know, it's, it's very simple. And the other note here is if you're a parent and you have kids who are flying, who want to fly, it is for everyone. It's, it's not an age limit. It's not like 13 or older or 18 or older. It's anyone who's flying a UAS in the national airspace must take this exam, kind of like a hunter's license. So it's free. It's easy. You can sit down with your child. You can do it together. You can get them all done in your family at one time, you know, just repeating it. Sorry. I'm not saying you can just put everybody's name on the certificate, (laughs) but you know, please get it done. It's just what we have to do. And the AMA of course would love to have all its members certified. So, you know, at least the FA and the government realizes we're serious about this hobby. 
So, so just to play devil's advocate, what are the consequences of not taking this test? Uh, first, they're gonna. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna stop right there. I had some. I had an idea in my head. I was like, this is a family show. Uh, <laughs> no, death uh, by Boogawaga. Snoo snoo. Death by snoo snoo. I I believe it would be considered a felony, a federal crime. Holy moly! Yeah. So let's just not do that. Let's not go there. I'm I'm sure it would be a fine of some sort, and of course, repeat offenses might might cause you to go to jail. I don't think that's going to happen. And quite frankly, let's be honest here: the only people who are going to be challenged or approached to show their papers, as Terry likes to say, are those who are literally flying unsafe that it's just blatantly obvious that they're not where they're supposed to be or flying in a very dangerous location you know around people and those are the ones who are going to get stopped and said hey have you taken your trust exam i'm sure the first few times are going to be warnings but yes it is a federal law so think about that okay thank you all right well my opinion hasn't changed I still think it's silly because it's just a paper tiger. I took it. It was fine. It didn't cost me anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm done. But I don't know. It's a whole big deal that's not going to accomplish anything. But it's over. However, Lee, I want to applaud you on your growth as a human being. (laughs) Okay, let's see where this goes, folks. If two years ago I played your recording, I'm like, Lee, this is you two years in the future talking about a, an online test. And and you had heard yourself say the things you just said. Would you have thought it was all a bunch of flim flam? Oh, I, you know what, Terry, I'm, I'm agreeing with you completely. I think it is ridiculous because, as I said, if you're flying at a club and you're a, a member of a CBO following safety rules, this exam means nothing. In fact, I'm going to stick to what I said a few weeks ago, I'm not sure if it was on the YouTube show or our podcast, but when I took my part 107, which I was okay taking that exam, I thought there were some things on there that weren't necessary, but I, I agree that that kind of testing is important for someone who's going to fly commercially, a uh, UA that's near people and so forth. I mean, I, I want to be safe. So I'd, I'd have no, no issues with the part 107. The problem I have is nearly everything on I, I'm almost certain everything on that trust exam is in the part 107. What oh, I, right. You mentioned that. What I am very frustrated with, and in fact, I reached out to FAA directly on this, is why anyone who would pay to take a part 107, go through all that, have to take the trust. I'm telling you right now, and I'm, this is directed to any FAA employee listening, but if someone has passed their part 107, they should not have to take their trust. The same information is in the part 107. Exactly. There is no reason why you shouldn't, and this is where I'm going to use the play on words, you should trust someone who has taken their part 107. Okay, period. Yeah. If someone pulls their part 107... you're asking them to mend the two databases together and for two no. people within the FAA to no. talk to each other? No, I mean, I'm on. saying this. That's no, crazy. I'm saying this. I'm saying if you approach someone, they, they say, do you have your trust certi- certification? Did you take your trust? If I pull by part 107 out, they should walk on by. But I don't know how much you want to talk about that. That's just, 
I'm frustrated that people who have gone that extra step to be safe, to take exams, to you know be a pilot, would have to pass this trust. That's that's the insane part. There's there's a huge disconnect at FAA to think that really, if I'm part 107 and I want to go take my drone out to just go fly in my backyard, and I've got to I've got to also get the certification to do the same thing. That's yeah. It's insane. I mean, because quite honestly, I think the answer would be this. Don't take the trust if you're a Part 107. And every time you're approached, just say, I'm flying as a professional Part 107. Because there's no difference. (laughs) You don't have to do anything else. You can just show them your Part 107 saying, oh, well, this was not a recreational flight. This was me actually, you know, working. I'm I'm testing. There you go. (laughs) I'm testing my my UA. So you can't tell me I'm playing. I'm flying for fun. Well, it probably came out sounding like a gripe, but I was legitimately trying to uh, applaud you for your open-mindedness and your growth. Well, you're welcome. But I'll tell you, you know what, if this test was any harder and the AMA wasn't allowed, because we had, remember, we had Eric Williams on. Yeah. And he talked about the exam and he mentioned how they were doing two things. One, it's got to be easy, or three things, actually. It had to be easy, had to be non-fail, and... um, what was the last one he said? Um, do, do, do. I don't know. Certain like multiple choice or something like that. Oh. And and we did. We got that. I mean, I think if you didn't have the free. involved, well, was free that... too. Oh, free. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's lot. See, there's there's lots of things that that happen. I agree. I think this test is not necessary for ninety nine percent of the people in this hobby. Yeah. I said it. But you know what? We've made it to the point where it's so easy. Why wouldn't you? And I know there, and I've had to deal with people complaining. I'm online and I'm answering emails, and um, you know we had a we had some issues with our servers because we were inundated when the, the trust came out. Our servers were shutting down left and right. Yeah. But that's only it goes to show you that the good news is people were trying to use this. People were trying to get it done. You know, yeah. the one and done. Yeah. So we're back up and running at full speed now, and we're processing. I don't know, two, three thousand maybe a day. So. Oh, cool. I don't know the actual numbers, but I'm going to guess it's a lot because I'm always talking to people about it. Yeah. So, Fitz, I hope while we were talking, you know, Terry and I were talking, you finished taking the test. Because <laughs> that's how long it would have taken you. It's that easy. What test? So, <laughs> so, <laughs> do the questions come up in a different order each time? Um, the answer I'm going to give you is this. On our server, it doesn't. Okay. Because it goes from basic knowledge to more advanced knowledge. So, you know, and again, it, it walks you through. It, t- it gives you sections wh- that you read to tell you about why you need to know such and such. It pretty much tells you the answer. Yeah. Does it ask the velocity of a fully laden swallow? Uh, that's the bonus round. Okay. Yeah. If you get, if you get 100%, there's a bonus round. <laughs> you get a gold star <laughs> in your certificate. <laughs> right. Well, no disrespect to you or Eric or anyone else at the AMA who was involved with it. I know you did the best you could with a crappy situation. Well, that's the other thing. We had people blaming us working hand in hand with the FAA and many people in our department say, you know what? The FAA didn't even want this. <laughs> so, you know, it's like the government was, was thrown this, you know, we had these, I'm going to, I keep, I'm going to call him out all the time. Peter DeFazio, people like uh, people, Peter DeFazio, you know, I think, uh, God, I'm not sure if he's a representative or Senator, but that guy from Oregon, yeah. <laughs> he really <laughs> pisses me off. You know, he, he's the guy who just comes up with a rule and says, you know what? I think we shouldn't let them fly. Let's take out rule 336. Hey, let's do yeah. some other things. Let's make them pay, take a test. Those are the ones you guys should be mad at. I, 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 I don't know what else to say. Get mad at your politicians. They're the ones who are writing these stupid rules. Yeah. Okay. 
right. All right. So on that note, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. So, Terry, you posted some pretty fancy pictures of you out on the lake in a serene environment, just you and your UMX timber on floats. Yeah, that's right. I kind of feel like everybody's tired of looking at it, so I'll try to be quick about this. But (laughs) basically, my family and I went on vacation last week, and we rented a lake house in Maine. Oh, you were in Maine? Yeah, yeah. Southern Maine. We were west somewhere. No, no, no. Uh, we were a little bit west of Portland, Maine. Ah. And uh, so anyway, knowing that we'd be on the water, I wanted to take something that I could potentially use out there. And space is always at a premium when we go on vacation. So the smallest one I have is the UMX Timber on floats, which I first flew at the Neat Fair last year. And I thought it did really well off of the pond there. So I took that, and I just took a, a transmitter and a couple batteries uh, and a, a, one of my pistol cases and had no problem fitting all that in the car. And, yeah, we did a lot of uh, canoeing and uh, paddleboarding on the lake. And on the evenings when it was calm, I would take the timber out with me and go flying. And it did really well. And its I'd never done this before, but it was fun to go float flying from being on the water, like sitting float. in the canoe or sitting on the paddleboard. So float flying while floating. Exactly. It puts the float and float flying. <laughs> so float, float flying. Yes. Uh, I don't know what else I can say about it. Anybody who has a UMX timber knows that it's a really well-rounded well, model. Well, Lee, your son has one, right? On floats. He has two. Yeah, he has one on floats and one with wheels. So once he put the one with floats on, he decided, no, I'm not going to take those off. I'm just going to get another one. <laughs> and he and he did. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I did because I got the Turbo Timber UMX. And so that's when I modified my older Timber with the floats. And uh, It's a rising part. I think they're like 20 bucks for a pair. Now, I should note that it's not a bolt-on modification like I thought it would be. As I recall, the Timber has the built-in rear strut mount but the wire that comes with the floats didn't fit on there i had to do a little bit of modification to make that fit it wasn't a big deal but i was thinking it was just going to be one of those snap in screw it down type things and it wasn't but uh, regardless it was certainly worth it it behaves really well there's no water rudder it just uses the aero rudder and that's enough and it doesn't need any extra vertical surface when you add the floats it just it just flies it does what it's supposed to do Hops right off the water, especially when you add flaps, and flies real slow. I posted a video yesterday that has the video of flight footage. I was wearing a GoPro on a hat, and I got some decent footage of it. So you can, uh, if you go to our Facebook, you can see some still photos and some video of it. It was just a lot of fun. Nice, simple, RC experience while on vacation. Did um, the... Turbo Timber come in its own little box, carrying case, like a lot of the other UMXs? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it did. Oh, but you I, can't do it with the floats, I imagine. Uh, well, this is a regular Timber that I have the floats on. 
Oh, um, no, I was talking about the UMX one. But they're both UMX. You said regular. When I say regular, I think well, the big one. <laughs> the regular UMX versus the turbo UMX. Um, gotcha. Yeah, they both come in a box and both could take floats, but you're right. It probably won't fit in the box with floats. I got rid of my boxes a long time ago just because yeah. I find them bulky. Um, so, yeah, I just had it. You know, I loaded the car with the suitcases and all that stuff, and I just set the plane on top of the suitcases and put a little, uh, like a hand towel over it to keep it from sliding around, and mm-hmm. that was fine. It was a nine-hour drive each way, and it didn't care one bit. I like that. Yeah. It's actually funny. My wife was talking about doing something kind of similar but local, go somewhere mm-hmm. to go out on a boat and hang out. And I'm thinking, hmm. <laughs> I have the, the Turbo Timber, the large size one on floats. Oh, okay. So, so Yeah, that would good. do it too as long as you have the uh, room to pack it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one I can actually – um, I, maybe Lee has seen it. I can take the wings off and sort of fold them back, and I use a bungee cord to hold the wings back against the fuselage, and so it's fairly compact and stays together. <laughs> like an old Grumman plane? Yeah, yeah, kind of like a Grumman, uh, like an Avenger or something, how those the wings fold back. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. No, I posted those pictures of the time when I was sitting on the paddleboard, and the way I did it, I had the my pistol case with the transmitter and the batteries on it, I set that on the paddleboard and I paddled out to the middle of the lake. And then once I got to where I was going to be, I opened it up and then I took pictures. So in the pictures, the transmitter's sitting on top of the transmitter box and the airplane's there too. And lots of people were very worried about my transmitter falling in the lake. <laughs> they were. <laughs> what are you thinking? That thing doesn't float. <laughs> so the transmitter I took is my older DX8, which you know, I still like. So I would be sad if something happened to it. But... Since I have the iX12 now, what I've ended up doing is I have most of my UMX models on the DX8. So when I go indoor flying or something like that, that's the one I take. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took that one with me, and it was fine. It never got a drop on it. But in hindsight, I have one of the DXEs as well, which is just a single model, a no-frills radio. I think it would have probably been a, a little better for that application. So next time I do this, I'll, I'll probably take the other one. But anybody who who was worried about my transmitter and didn't send me an email or a comment on the thing, it's fine. <laughs> no transmitters were hurt in the filming of this video. Oh, nice. Well, it looks like it's a good time. And I guess hopefully they encourage other people to take their models with them when they go on vacation. And yeah, and I, actually, I ended up writing about this in the column that will come out later. To me, it was noteworthy because... So many times for previous vacations, I've tried to somehow incorporate RC into it. And either we run out of room in the car for the stuff I want to bring, or we don't have a window of time while we're out there to do anything worthwhile. And so this just worked out really well because most of the time, my family and I were already out on the water doing something. And this was just kind of a 15 Mm. or 20 minute break in that to do a little flying. And so all around with space and time, restrictions it all just kind of fell together and worked out really nicely and it was also great that we had a good location it was a medium-sized lake and it would calm down and yeah it was just, uh, it worked out better than i thought it would so i'm very happy with it very nice all right well uh let's see what else uh lee and i met up this weekend finally got my wheel pants 
<laughs> wheels and pants. Wheels and pants, yes. Your Wait, big boy wheel right. pants. Yeah, <laughs> big boy, no, I got my pants. Yeah. I'm uh, and, sorry. It's okay. Oh, you're uh, talking about for the Val. Yeah, for the Val. Oh, that's yeah, more than wheel pants. That's the whole landing gear. <laughs> yeah. Because that's why Lee said wheels and pants. Yeah. And of course, the um, nexus of that was the Scoby Swap Meet. Scopey Field here in Houston, Texas, at George Bush Park. How often and do they do those things? At least two times a year, right? Okay. I thought it was like, several. Yeah, at least two times. It seems like a lot, but I, I think it's only two times a year. But okay. um, So this was at least the second one this year. And I always like to go to this swap meet because it's always uh, a pretty good crowd and some interesting stuff. And I always end up either selling or buying something. Isn't uh, that where you bought your trailer? Yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, okay. It seems like that was <laughs> just last month. Deals can be made. <laughs> yeah, deals can be made. More deals are made. Uh, in fact, I made a deal there this weekend. But um, Although, unfortunately, I went there with one plane, came back with three. What's the unfortunate part? I didn't sell the one I went there with. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I tried to sell it. Somebody, one guy was kind of interested, said he might come back, and never came back. That's Nobody what they always said. say. Yeah, uh, so, anyways, is it? I mean, it's one of those planes that I like. Anyways, it's not like I'm, I hate it or anything. It's just a little bit disappointed. But the weather threatened was kind of threatening. I think the day before, but it turned out to be quite nice, if not hot and muggy. Yeah. Uh, well, but we both said we opened the door and we just like ran into a wall of water. Yeah. It was so humid that day. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't too bad when we were there. No, I think it kind of the wind maybe come up came up a little bit. Nope. Keep it from being too terrible, but uh, they had a normal, normal, generally decent crowd for the most part. There were some. I'm trying to think if there was anything that really stood out. Um, so, did you notice if there were a lot of repeats from the last time? Because it the same people coming out with the same stuff they didn't sell there was before. A couple of people. One guy with a big trailer. I seen him before. Um, a few locals that that you know, but they had different things. That they okay. had last time. Uh, oh, it was real nice though. Is they had a snow cone machine there. Ooh. Yes, the guy. I guess one of the guys from the club. They set up a booth for a buck or buck fifty. You get a nice little snow cone. Choose your flavor. That came in real handy. I bet. Yeah, that was a real good idea. Hopefully, they make some money off of that. Um, I don't know, Lee. Did you? You came up. Did you see anything? I know your sons <laughs> bought up a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Well, the first thing was I saw Fitz, and he helped me get into a parking spot. So thanks, Fitz. Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> he was leading me in, um, and we were uh, we enjoyed calling Fitz because we could see him, and you know, it's like we see you, Fitz, and he was like looking around, and couldn't see us. So <laughs> we the boys were entertained by your humor. Um, so the first thing I asked Fitz is if he bought anything, and sure enough, like ten seconds later, he shows me the zero he bought. <laughs> I was like FMS zero. Uh, yeah, FMS, a little teeny tiny one. It's got like a, what, 20-inch wingspan? That bit, is that oh, much? I didn't know they made a small one like that. Uh, I didn't know either, but when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's so cute, it's so cute. I want to take it home and love him and hug him and name him George. Uh, and it was like dirt dirt cheap, too. He practically gave it away, so I was like, okay, I'll take it. Oh, well, there you go. Well, and, and you were always teasing me about how many P-38s I have. I mean, <laughs> we're literally going to have that... Uh, fight one day we're gonna pull all the zeros and all the p38s out <laughs> well, so Fitz, you have enough zeros now that it is your duty to make at least one of them a roof 
uh, the float plane version. Yes. You now, must. that's interesting. I really hadn't thought about that. There you go. You're welcome. Wait, do I have a roof gillows? Uh, that is a good... You know, I was thinking because I have a couple of zero, one or two zero kits. And... Hmm. Mm. <laughs> that's great that's a good idea okay well so i i went there i was trying to sell some stuff i didn't sell any of the parts i had but i did sell my uh weekender extra 300 and it's a good oh. plane it flies great and uh i've i enjoyed it but i just don't fly it enough and i've got so many other projects i'm working on i you know really could use the cash so i i had been trying to sell it for a while and uh, I I ended up selling it for eighty bucks, which was less than I was hoping, and yeah. I blame Ryan because he like agreed to the guy's <laughs> price. He said, "Well, I'd pay eighty. <laughs> the guy said, "Okay, I'll pay 80. <laughs> he first offered me fifty. I was like, "No way!" Because <laughs> this thing was in great shape. <laughs> but I did sell that plane. But then, of course, my boys wanted stuff, so Austin didn't have to borrow money from me. But he did end up getting a hundred amp ESC for the RV. So he was, you know, looking for parts for his plane. Okay. And he, oh my gosh, what is the name of that little UMX plane fits the twin? The little oh, red the, and white plane. It, the Aero Commander. Ultra, Ultrix. The, Ultrix isn't red and white, is it? Yeah, isn't it? The, there are two. Like the new, the, didn't Horizon just come out with a big one? And Yeah, yeah. And then oh, 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 that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing we should have talked about for new products. Oh, oh yeah, forgot we'll about that. Save it for next time. But anyway. Uh, yeah, I love the little one. Well, that's what he got. He picked up one of the little ones, and yeah. then he bought the lights <laughs> for it. So, uh, but anyway, so that's he. He got one of those, and then Ryan um, saw an Arrow Commander, and he was going to get it. Yeah, he was okay. going to get a different plane. But I said, you know what? I know that Terry and Fitz like the Arrow Commander. You should get that. Yeah. And so he went over there. The guy wanted a hundred bucks, and I was like, I can't even sell my extra for a hundred bucks. And I wouldn't. I'm not. You're not paying a hundred bucks. And what does he pay? Ninety. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. I, and then once he brought it back, and I started looking at it, I'm I'm kind of blaming Fitz because I told him to talk to Fitz to make sure it was okay. But that thing was not in the ninety dollar value range. <laughs> that guy probably left immediately after <laughs> after uh, uh, Ryan handed him the cash. So I wouldn't come back at him. Like, what do you mean selling that place? for 90 bucks it's worth uh, as much as you will pay for it yeah well he that's as much as i gave him so that was the problem oh. i should, should have never given him that much money so well but two I things hey they're they're no longer available and oh really yeah they're just okay. they've been discontinued wow. so yeah. probably gonna be pretty rare to find yeah. um no i got mine and i ordered the bob hoover marking set from cali but I haven't done anything with it yet, so I, I need to do oh, really? that one day. She's yeah. got one for that size? Uh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. So, obviously, it needs a, a repaint and all that to make the decals work. Yeah. Should be pretty simple, right? I don't know. We'll get Sparky to make a clear canopy for it. We'll be all set. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Well, it's, I mean, it looks like it's ready to go. I don't think we've... I don't think he bound it yet. I think we just bought it, and he's just been holding on to it. So I did pick up some new batteries. Hey, uh, you said you don't fly yours right now, Terry? Uh, I haven't flown it in a little while. Uh, Fitz, do you fly yours? or Did I fly it at small? Did I bring it to small? Did I bring it to small? Just ask your question. I think I did. The, the plane allows between a 400 and 800 milliamp pack. Yeah. And I went ahead and... 
yeah, two cell. And I went ahead and picked up Gen Ace 2S 800s. Okay. But they're pretty big and heavy, and they fit in the darn thing, but I can't get them back any further for the CG. And I just was like, wow, I don't think they really meant that. Because <laughs> there's, you just can't, it's way too nose heavy with an 800. I don't know. I, don't know I, why flew, they I flew that. with a 700. Yeah, I think okay. you used 800s in mine. The yeah. E-Flight 800s. When I went to an event, there was a kid that had one. I'm pretty sure he said he had put an 800 in his. Hmm. Well, I it's the the CG's in front of the spar, so I'm like I don't like that. Maybe it's, it's a really heavy 800. Well, I mean, I looked at the weight of the E Flight 800 that they recommended. And it was it's longer, so it really mm. would have been even more forward. Uh, I, I digress. Know. That's but just the, the one thing I haven't done yet. The plane has plenty of power, though. It has no uh, uh, no problem yeah. hauling it around. Okay, well, that was the purchase, and I remember being on the fence about it, and, you know, actually, when he got it, I was like, you know, I'm glad I got the, the well, it's funny, someone said it called it this water, twatter the other day, but I, you know, I I love my, uh, my twin otter, so I was like, that's a nice little, you know, twin otter you'll have there, so I think, you know, it'll upgrade him to mine, so... Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was the, that's the purchase I made at Swap Meet. So, I was just looking up, and... There was a review done on RC groups, and he was using an 800 uh, E-Flight battery on it as well. Yeah. Uh, I think the only thing I did was change out the stock connector for the XT30, which I do on almost all my two-cell slash three-cell UMX planes. Yeah, I'm thinking of doing that, but boy, I tell you, they do not give you a lot of wire, do they? No, to reach no. in there, and, and the Ultrax too. The Ultrax I think has a JST connector, which mm-hmm. I don't remember if I've changed that out or not. But ugh, those things are horrible. Hmm. So probably okay on the Ultrax because it's just not pulling that many amps. But anyway, so it okay. went, it went for one fifty new. I found a price finally. So you got for ninety? Yeah, it's for, it's a fair price. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It was not, pretty not, beat up. You saw the nose of that eh, thing. It had a little bit of hanger rash, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't like it was cr- crashed or crushed. It was just a little Well, scratch. we saw a couple of glue lines there. You <laughs> I saw. You can, uh, matter of fact, you found another crack, remember? Yeah, I did. Went, yeah. Oh, yeah, don't forget to glue that part, too. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, so you, has, I'm sorry, you, go ahead. You'll forget about the price when you see the smile on your son's face when he flies the thing. That's right. Or the smile on my face when I fly it first. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> so has Austin flown his Ultrix yet? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Okay. That's yeah, one you could he, fly in the front yard. Not he flew it there. I mean, he oh, brought a charger yeah. with him, so he was flying it out there. So, yeah. So and did now he get a battery got, with it? Uh, I think we already had one. I think that flies on a 1S, right? A 1Cell 500, yeah. Yeah, so we had one. So he flew it. And <laughs> I don't know if I told you about this. I think I may have texted you. But the light kit that comes for this thing has no instructions. It's just a bag of the lights. And it's a really cool little sequencer set. The problem is, and I look, I didn't look at it, so I'm just going by his word, but he said, when you look at this thing, you don't know which side goes where. And he goes, I didn't even think about it until I took the plane apart, installed the light kit, and glued the wing shut and realized that the nav lights were on the wrong side. (laughs) You had a 50-50 chance. Exactly, and he got it wrong. So then he... You know, I love my son, but then he ripped it open <laughs> to flip it over and then crudely put it back together. So Should have just left new, it. Yeah, new went completely downhill fast <laughs> with that one. So anyway, 
but he loves it. He's enjoying it. And he says this is, you know, he has another night flying kit. He just forgot. But he says, this looks my only night flying plane. Yeah. Uh, but I said, uh, well, whatever, son. Yeah. They're <laughs> lots of fun. They're crazy. Well, and speaking of those little planes, I'm just going to jump ahead to it or segue into the next topic. Uh, we'll be bringing those with us all the way up to Oshkosh, Wisconsin next week. Oh, what's going on up there? Um, some little fly-in. Okay. Just a couple of planes, a couple of pilots. Right. Surrounded by other planes and pilots. <laughs> <laughs> by millions of... No, we're, we're heading up to AirVenture, or some, what some people call it Oshkosh, and, you know, kind of like Transco Tower. Do you still call it Transco Tower, Fitz? Or do you call it Williams Tower? I have no idea what you're talking about. The, the building in the Galleria. Transco Tower. You're, you're from Houston. No, I'm not. Yeah, that, you've been that's here a long West enough. Sider thing. Oh, really? Yeah. I digress. <laughs> For those of you from Houston, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, those so, of you from West Houston will know what it's. So, the, about. those who fly, go to Oshkosh, they call it Oshkosh, but it's Air Venture and EAA I'm, Air Venture. Yeah. <laughs> well, take it away, Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And no, uh, hold on. You're not just going. You're getting paid to go. Uh, I don't know if, it's, if I'm getting paid. That's, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm working, though. They've got me scheduled. <laughs> so well, you're working. You're getting paid. I, I, right well, off those I'm, miles, man. You know, and I'm going to... Uh, you, you're going to have to push the buzzer again for me, Terry, or, or stop me. Uh, I don't want to get too crazy, but I am signed up for four events at AirVenture for the AMA. Uh, first thing I'm doing on Monday is working at the Blue Barn, which is the EAA chapter facility, and they work with Young Eagles. Okay. But they're, we're also putting on the uh, build and fly program where like Horizon, Horizon Hobby worked with the EAA to create a bundle kit with a SIG LT40 kit. Mm-hmm. And you guys might remember when we saw uh, Joe Vermillion building that at AMA Expo East. How could I forget with Dan Landis? There you go. So they were putting this kit together for the project and they're going to have one there at the Blue Barn. Well, I... It's new to me, so I haven't done it before, but I'm hoping we're going to have a lot more volunteers. So I'm going to work Monday morning by opening the kit, going through it all, and hopefully getting Austin to sit with me and do that together. And we're going to wear our Camp AMA shirts. And hopefully if the kids who come by to you know experience the Young Eagles might uh, head on over to our little table and look at us building model airplanes. So is this supposed to be one of those group build type things where everybody puts on a piece or two pieces the well this for this project it is but there's a link and i think we'll put it on our our collage or when we post this what they're trying to do is get the eagle chapters i'm sorry i said eagle chapters the eaa chapters who sponsor uh young eagles Mm -hmm. to buy these kits for their clubs and bring in kids to build the planes together you know, as a group, you know, with the adults and kids to Mm -hmm. build it and then fly it at their airport. Okay. You know, so it's a big, but it's, it's great. I don't have the list in front of me, so I'm going to just go by memory, but it has the kit, has the tools, all the glue, the iron, the monocoat, but it also has, what's that lightweight little, uh, kit with like the vellum wing, um, the teeny tiny ultralight horizon has. The vapor, like the night vapor. Yeah, the vapor. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a night vapor or not, but yeah, it's a little vapor. Has a DX6E, and they also toss in a real flight simulator. Oh, so, so that's all part of the package. It's all part of the package. So they're encouraging the clubs to purchase them and then 
work them with their club members. They also have a deal with clubs who have already purchased the first one to like buy just the second kit, like another airplane kit Mm -hmm. without the tools. So they can add more planes Mm -hmm. to the fleet. So our job is to go out there and meet with the chapters and the young Eagles and, you know, tell them about the AMA and help them, uh, you know, with the project of building this plane. Because we're hoping that we'll also get just people from the EAA with either in the chapters who might stop in and just want to build it with us. You know, we're really opening the floor to anybody who wants to come in because I can't stay there all day and build that plane. I got, I got things to do. Right. <laughs> So that's the Blue Barn. That'll be I'll be there Monday morning, and then Monday night I'll be over at the EAA Museum for the or Kid Venture. Wait, hold and, on a second, Lee. Th- this whole Young Eagles thing. Are you trying to say that model aviation is a gateway to full scale aviation? Unfortunately, yes. I'm sorry to say that yes, your kids could be addicted to full scale aircraft if they get into model aviation. That's ludicrous. It's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen. <laughs> Lies, lies, and and you know what? They just do a terrible disservice to us by putting all those airplanes around the airport at the same time. <laughs> it's a drug, man. Uh, so yes, absolutely. Uh, but we're not done yet there. So because after you know, hopefully if they get the plane built. <laughs> Sometimes I'm still there. Uh, we're hosting a flying event over at the EAA Museum. Uh, Pioneer Airfield, where we will be hosting flying from 7.30 to 9 uh, over there. I'm working with Tony Stillman Monday night, so we'll be there flying. So as we were talking about the airplanes we acquired, Austin, I'm sure, will bring his Ultrix, and Ryan will bring his Aero Commander, and, you know, other little tiny planes. I'm bringing a Thunder and Lightning. So we'll fly over there. Wait, is this, Later in, in the, is this indoors sorry. or outdoors? Outdoors. Okay. Outdoors. No cage? Just no cage. Cage match. <laughs> Two shall enter, one shall leave. <laughs> free cage range. Free. Yeah, I was gonna say free range, cage free <laughs> modelers. <laughs> Organic, um, gluten free. Okay, moving on. Uh, from there, uh, later in the week, I will be heading over to the ultralight area. We Ooh. have our trailer near the. I guess they call it the ultralight barn. There's a barn over on that side, and that's where usually they, they put the trailer, the simulator trailer from the AMA. So I'll be hanging out there, bringing my kids. We'll be meeting with people. Hopefully, if we have people listening here, uh, might come by and chat with us, say hello. And then Thursday and Friday is the UAS for STEM project. Kyle Jarris from AMA, he's helped, he helped coordinate a huge, like, like an SAE event guys okay. uh, that's got several high school kids coming in i think we have eight groups if i'm not mistaken eight high school groups coming from afar from different states camping out there too i believe and f- thursday and friday we'll be doing like again a mini sae event where they're going to be taking multi-rotors into several projects i think some of these are like rescue mission type projects i don't have all the gist because i'm just i've been asked to take pictures so i'm i'm learning as as you know as it goes along, but I promise I uh, will be very active on our social media pages, sharing the stuff that's happening. So in two weeks on Thursday and Friday, I'll be posting this stuff from that. And that should be exciting. You know how much fun we had at the SAE event. In, I predict uh, Bedlam. In Fort Worth. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> not there. <laughs> please, please not there at AirVenture. Crashy smashy. <clears throat> no, no, let's, let's hope not. Let's hope not. Let's hope for the best for these guides. And what else? Uh, that's I think that's the four I talked about. Yeah. So and other than that, I am bringing the whole family. So we're hoping to uh, have a good time. And actually, I can give you the drum roll. You got drum roll for me? There you go. 
Tuesday, Tuesday morning, for those of you listening who can come out and hang out with us or me and my family, Tuesday morning for my son's birthday, I bought him a ride on a B-25. We're going on Berlin Express 10 o'clock on Tuesday. I think that's correct. I don't, I think I have to get there earlier, but uh, Ryan and I will be flying a B-25. That has been his dream for so many months. I'm just kidding. (laughs) For a long time, ever since he's been, you know, researching uh, Jimmy Doolittle and the raid and doing stuff in school. And he's always told me, he said, Dad, for my 16th birthday, I want to ride on a B-25. Well, luckily, we were able to get him one on this. So what better place to be out and at AirVenture and get on a ride with a, on a B-25? Fly yeah. with other people at the same time. Yeah, I was just going to gonna say, yeah, the ride itself would be amazing, but then to be flying over all of that, doubly so. Uh, true, yeah. I hope I hope he likes it. I hope it works out well. I hope he comes home with a big smile. I can't wipe off for several months. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, All right. So that's your adventure. Well, not yet, because I'm going to give you a mission. Um, I ran across a thing on Instagram the other day, and it's about a movie that is a documentary that is going to have a premiere at Oshkosh. And I don't have the date in front of me, but it's called a Flying Boat Film. And there's a trailer on their website. What is it? Flyingboat.org or flyingboatfilm.org? We'll put the link out there. But I watched that and it looks really interesting. It's got a, it seems to focus on the uh, Grumman Albatross. And from the couple minutes I saw, it's got Kermit Weeks in there talking about it and some other people who fly albatrosses. It looked really good and the cinematography looked good. So your mission is to go check that out and report back. All righty. Well, I can tell you we're thinking about it, but I know Tuesday night they're showing 30 seconds over Tokyo. So Tuesday's like mm-hmm. a big B-25 day. I don't think I'm <laughs> scheduled for anything either. So I think we're going straight to the Warbird section. Touch every B-25 out there. <laughs> you know, go you know, go flying on a B-25. <laughs> and, and then uh, maybe maybe have lunch under the wing of a B-25. How's that sound? <laughs> And and then watch thirty seconds over Tokyo. <laughs> so I'll look I'll look up at the, the movies and, and check it out. Okay, I'm looking it up now. So you keep talking. I'll tell you what it is. Oh no, that's about it. I've been there before. For those of you who have not heard this podcast before, but I went in 2017, and and hilariously for me, I'm listening to some recordings I made when I was out there. <laughs> you know, of things that I liked, things that I didn't like, and <laughs> I can tell you right now because you guys will get a kick out of this. And I'm sure, I'm sure I mentioned this on the podcast that we made after I came back. But I'm so I was so mad they had no P38s. <laughs> I, just, I was just railing off on how could they not bring P38s out here? Don't those owners of the P38s know this is the most worldwide? <laughs> I just I was just screaming at myself basically. So I told them I, I was coming. <laughs> exactly. Rude. Did they not get my message? But um, <laughs> so, uh, right, so I, the website is flyingboatfilm.com. The world premiere, world premierly, well, Sunday, July twenty fifth at nine thirty p.m. Oh, that night at the oh. Fly In Theater. Huh. All right. Well, you know what? I will. I might put that on our list. We will. There, there's no might. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't ask you if you wanted to go. Okay. Sorry, Cindy, but Terry said we have to come here. <laughs> Sit down, shut up, and enjoy it. I've been volunteered. <laughs> There's free popcorn, damn it. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll be there. We're, I think our drive is, uh, we're taking, a, well, for me, it's a long drive, but we're taking two days to get there. 
and we'll hang out Sunday just walking around some of the vendors that open up early. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't really start till Monday. Okay, gotcha. But well, I, I will tell her that there's supposed to be a really awesome and what are some good looking actors I can tell her that are in the movie? <laughs> tell her it's the notebook. They're showing the notebook. And then, <laughs> and then Sex oh. in the City marathon. Okay. I'm, I'm sure she'll love it. <laughs> right. Speaking of long drives, uh, how's your shoulder doing, buddy? Uh, what, what else do we have to talk about? Fitz? What's um. our, oh, we have a, we have a winner to announce. Yeah, yeah. we're AMA, all winners. AMA hat. <laughs> You're a winner. Everybody's a winner. I'm going to be a winner when I go to Air Venture. Yay! I like Air Venture. Uh, yes, we had a contest uh, past two podcasts. When I came back from HQ from my trip to Camp AMA, I was provided with an AMA hat and a uh, this was a sad sticker too. Yeah, for air crash demolishers. So society. Yeah, yeah. It's the bling I gave you guys. So anyway, I have I have that, and I've chosen a winner from all the entries we got. And uh, you know what? The funny part is the one person who won did not leave the address. <laughs> the one person who didn't give me an address. But we know this guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Kirk Jensen has oh, the winner. Kid Rock. Is the winner of the hat and sticker. It was random, folks. I promise you it was all random. I have a random number generator. I assigned everybody a number, and I... Flip the, randomizer. the button and yes. So Kirk, congratulations. I will hopefully see you soon and hand off your gig, your gear. Yeah. Thanks Kirk. Appreciate you listening to the show. Indeed. Look forward to hanging with you at best. At best. Yeah. yeah. Right Speaking around of which, the corner. I, wow. I owe him an apology. I was supposed to call him back last week to start talking about best and getting, hopefully getting some donations in for the show. But even if we don't have donations, even if we don't have a big raffle, I'm going to say this again, encouraging everybody to put on your list best for the first weekend, October weekend in October, excuse me. And I don't know which day I'll be there. I'm thinking that's going to be Friday. I'm hoping to get there early Mm. October fest. No, No, October best. October best. There you go. October best. So yeah, two second and third are the official days. Saturday is the day. So, if you're going to come out one day, come out Saturday. That's yeah. the fun day. And then hopefully we'll do a podcast uh, Saturday night live from the gazebo. <laughs> Whenever we're going to. I'm sure our buddy Keith Sparks will be there like Thursday or Wednesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I heard he already left. Him, him <laughs> and, uh, oh, especially, um, you know, um, uh, uh, Brain, what the hell happened to you? Buster. Uh, Nathan? Give me a second. Nathan? No. Tom Blakeney. Tom Blakeney. Okay. okay. Yes. Now, he, uh, when I saw him at, at uh, Small, he has now officially retired. All right. So oh. He's got Lucky. Yeah. Lucky. He's, uh, so he's got all the time in the world. So we're going to be seeing more of him. Good. Uh, Hopefully he'll bring a trailer this time and he won't have to keep driving away to go stay in a hotel. Yeah, he's got a trailer. Well, I don't he know. He can stay on site. No, he no. has that. You know, he always comes with a van. So he has a van, but he has a trailer. But they're all filled with airplanes, so there's nowhere to sleep. <laughs> exactly. So that's why he needs to. He needs to get a trailer and RV. But yeah. uh, going back to best, I will. I'm trying to be there all day Friday on the first. That's usually when people from out of town show up. So I will do my best to be there and and be the host for the event, a proper Wait, host. Did you say Friday? Yep. Why not Thursday? Because they mow on Thursday, and they really do not like people coming on Thursday when they're working on the thing. So. Uh, I'm trying to be. I'm trying. I'm. I'm trying to be good. T- 
Terry. I know you're trying to push the date to Thursday. I can't. So I'm, I'll am i try to be there early Friday morning to help welcome people from out of town. Not I'm not Thursday pushing night. anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying, historically, we would show up on Thursday. Were they mad at us? I know. Well, I, they were asking if we could try to knock off one day. <laughs> so, huh. yes. Don't make it any worse than it is, Terry. <laughs> Don't ruffle the feathers. All right. So Thursday afternoon it is. <laughs> well, speaking of, <laughs> let's go back to Sparky, who also needs uh, a little healing. So we, we don't oh, need to ooh. go into his injury, but hope you're healing well and uh, back in perfect form in time for best. Yeah, me too. He'll be okay. He's got another. <laughs> yeah, we left that one pretty mysterious, huh? <laughs> be and right. apparently, our well wishes to uh, Mean Joe helped. I uh, hear that he's doing oh, much better now. So yeah, he's running marathons now. I hear. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Apparently, we have uh, secret medicinal powers. So if you uh, know anybody, yeah, they're not that... working on my shoulder, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're taking the healing energy from you. Yeah, from me, that's it. I'm <laughs> the sacrificial audience. lamb. Yes. <laughs> We're here to heal you. Yeah. All right, well, what else do we have to talk about? Any other events? That's pretty much it. Uh, National oh, yeah. Body Aviation Day. Oh, that yeah, yeah, that. Coming, I got my shirt that, the other day. Did I, I got my shirt and a sticker. So did that already happen, or is that coming? No, it's in coming. August. August 14th. Okay. At, at a flying field near you, it's wherever you want to fly. It's uh, Hopefully, if your club is putting on an event, that's great. However, my club is putting on an IMAC event that day. So don't think they'd like me coming out and just taking over the field when they're trying to do pattern. So I'll have to go maybe to SCOBY or something, or maybe head, head near you, Fitz. Maybe we can get NASA to open up that gate. <laughs> uh, Tear down uh, that gate. <laughs> Let close. us sit and fly. <laughs> Attica, Attica. <laughs> Um, the 14th? Yeah, August 14th. National Model Aviation Day. Uh, let's see. Texas City's having a fly-in that day and a swap meet. Fort Bend is having a glider meet of some sort that day. Well, wherever, but this is for anybody. So wherever yeah. you are, check with your club. Yeah. We'd love to have your club, you know, host the uh, National Model Aviation Day and... Uh, you know, that's a long hashtag, by the way. But if you just want to do hashtag IFLYAMA on August 14th and mm. post photos of your event, I will be happy to uh, share them on our social media pages. Yeah. Can you still buy is, the T-shirts, Lee? I got No, the T-shirts are over. I got my oh, okay. T-shirts. In yeah, fact, mine came look, this last week. I like it. Look look for Austin and Ryan to be in an ad soon. Mm, nice. Since I got their shirts on, I'm going to have them carrying their new Bling aircraft and <laughs> telling them, telling everyone they're preparing for... Model Aviation Day, but I actually yeah. might bring them too to the um, to Oshkosh. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, I think the key is on August fourteenth, go somewhere and fly something. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Exercise your right to fly. We got a right to fly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, never do that again. Can, can you pull that off? Can you pull that off at NASA though? <laughs> uh, well, whether it be legal or not, is another story. It's so. just crazy that, that your field that's far away from people, that's in the middle of a field, <laughs> your flight yes. field is in the middle of a field, could be closed down. It's because we got to go through the, the gates that are not that are closed. <laughs> so, well, we're working on it. And uh, the president, club president, he's, he's constantly pecking at their heels to let us in. Let us in. And uh, 
fix up some stuff. We were talking about how when we finally do go back and how much work we're going to have to do to the field to fix things up, get our porta potties back and that kind of stuff. <laughs> have they been mowing? Uh, I have no idea. Huh. I haven't. I haven't been anywhere near the flying field in a year. So. Uh. Okay. No, uh, oh, no, I did. I did go out there a couple of months ago. I had to go on site for something, and I swung by the field. And the field's still there. And I guess they did mow. Yeah, I think they do. Have, they have to mow because a farmer uses that for hay, so they'll bale up. Oh, the, okay. Well, that's good. Once a while, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure yeah. we've talked about it before, but that is just such a neat place to fly. It is. I the actual runway it. is the old radio antenna test range where they figured out how to send radio signals to the moon. And the tower that they use for that is still out there, and that's where they shoot model rockets. Yeah. And then if you look over your shoulder, there's a, a rocket park with an old Atlas rocket, which I guess was a Mercury. Yeah. Or was it a Redstone? I forget what it was. I think it was like a squat but, Redstone or something like that. Yeah, but there's a Mercury Gemini, and then the the Apollo, the Saturn V, was out in the elements for years, but they finally put a building around it. But yeah. Just a really neat place. And now we got the uh, 747 and shuttle uh, across the road you can see. And, oh, right, right. And SpaceX's um, rocket is there now, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, one of their yeah. boosters. So, yeah, I look forward. I mean, I've got I got that turbine that I got specifically to fly at that field. I wasn't, didn't want to fly it anywhere else. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, so, yeah, we're all looking, itching to go back. It, you know, it's nice flying at the other clubs in, in their own way, but uh, it's, it's nothing like home, I, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's a special place. It is, yes. Yeah. Surrounded by history. So, oh, <laughs> the, the president already put the um, Warbird meet for next year on the calendar. So, hey, why not? He's thinking optimistically. Yeah, good for him. Good for y'all. Hope it works out. Yeah, so too. All right. Well, now, speaking of, well, hold on, so fast. Speaking of upcoming events, I am still planning to hit Flight Fest this weekend. I presume by the time uh-huh. we release this, it will be after Flight Fest, but. Uh, expect a full report when you get back yeah sure and uh it sounds like uh, a lot of our friends will be there and uh looking forward to meeting up with them and doing some flying again it's just going to be a day trip for me i'm going to drive in saturday morning come back saturday night mm-hmm. but uh that's what i've done in the past and although it's a whirlwind it's doable so hopefully the weather will cooperate and uh, we'll, uh have some fun with some foam board do you have any stickers uh round table stickers yep i do Okay, so maybe, bef- of course, we're recording this, and like you said, it'll probably come out after you come back. So do a post when you're heading out there to have people come look for you. Maybe um, do some meet and greets, do some photo ops. Give, okay. Hand out some stickers. Okie dokie. You, you're giving me a, you've given me a job to go watch a movie. You can go do some, you know, PR out there. <laughs> I said okie dokie. What do you want okay. from me? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> How high? Respect. <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? That's all I got. Okay. So you got Terry? I'm thinking. There's another event the following weekend in Canandaigua. And I went to the fly-in part last year and uh, had a good time. It's a nice field. And there's a very diverse mix of airplanes but that's also the same club that hosts the swap meet i like to go to in february slash march 
but that's been canceled the last two years. So this year they're combining the fun fly and the swap meet. So I'm hoping to make it out to that as well. Mm. And, uh, have a good time flying in the sunshine off the grass. So it'll be the last so, time, right? Uh, presumably. Yes. So thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what's on my calendar. I, the next thing that I know about after that would be the Neat Fair, which is in September. And looking forward to that. And I have so many projects. This is, it happens every year. When I leave the Neat Fair, I see so much fun stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm going to build me X, Y, and Z for next year. None of those things have happened yet. So I don't know what I actually will get built before then. And that's it. Okay, then. I guess we can uh, put a bow on it, stick a fork in it. Are there any other phrases? Let it rest. Let it rest. That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> All right. Well, I told you it'd be another interesting episode of the RC Roundtable. That's not for us to decide, really. No, it isn't. But I'm just trying to be optimistic. Yeah, okay. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did too. All right, well. I enjoyed then. talking to my buddies. Yeah. Nice to kind of get a little respite from the workbench, from the doldrums of the work week. And talk airplanes. And I thoroughly enjoyed it and hope you guys did too. We shall see you next time. And uh, our next show, we should have two really good reports from Lee and Oshkosh and Terry at Flight Fest. Oh, man. We're going to have to have a, a three-hour session, huh? Three-hour tour. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening. <laughs>